Many people have traveled far in these past weeks. And if we have been part of the, the holiday migration, we will have seen many people in a variety of conditions, speaking different languages, favoring particular foods, doing things that we would find very difficult to approve of. Travels, for the most part, though, have been limited by time and resources. Some can afford no more, and there are others who feel that they really must get back to work. Not quite sure about that, Mark. Holiday migration to different places is by our own choices. Behind what we, where we go is our idea that it will be a pleasant place, that our accommodation will satisfy us, and above all else, the sun will shine. Choice is the idea. The expectation of pleasure and rest and recreation. For a few people, foreign travel will be the, the chance to become familiar with a different culture, with a different diet and a different climate. But not all travel is one's own choice. This morning, we heard from the book of Isaiah. The people of Israel, God's own people, spent a long time in a foreign country, a very long time. And they didn't go to Babylon by choice for a holiday. They were taken there against their will by a conquering army. You would expect that there would be different responses to being in a strange environment where the way of life, the food, the language, the religion, the common customs were totally dissimilar to what the people of Israel had known in their own land. Standards of behavior were quite different they did not match those of their hosts, the Babylonians. Some Israelites just merged into that Babylonian culture and lifestyle. The way of living became their way of living. They jettisoned their Jewish heritage and adopted the habits and practices of a another nation. And they would not have worried if they never ever got back to Israel at all. There were different responses in a strange environment where the way of life, food and language were dissimilar to their own standards of behavior and did not match what they would have upheld in Israel. 
some, as I say, merged with lifestyle and way of living, and they forgot all about what they had grown up with. But a second portion of the population that was dragged from their own country to Babylon, a second portion of Israel's prisoners continued as far as possible to maintain their culture, scorning the Babylonian way of life. They longed for their own country and their freedom. To be Israelites, first and foremost, without the danger of being corrupted by foreigners, by an inferior people. It's amazing how even in a united kingdom, we who are Scots see ourselves quite different from the English, the Welsh, and the Irish, and they feel quite different from us. But there was a third group of Israelites taken across the border as captives. And it was to this group that the prophet Isaiah belonged. To this group, exile was an opportunity. The Babylonians, different though they were, Isaiah and the Jews believed that they too were God's people. And so Israel would see their time of exile as a missionary opportunity. Isaiah believed that it was God's will that he and the other Israelites should witness to the one true God and seek to bring this foreign nation among whom they now lived to an understanding of the one true God. And Isaiah's view was that it was no accident that they were in Babylon, for it would have been, in Isaiah's opinion, God's way. God had placed them there to be used and to be useful for his purpose. In 2022, I believe the Church of Jesus Christ in all its denominations, the people of God in our world, they require to have this same understanding of themselves. Why are we here this morning? How have we come to this point in our existence? Why on earth do we worship? And why do we believe ourselves to belong to the people of God? Because we want to or wanted to? Or is it for our comfort, our pleasure that we are here? And the answer is no. It is because God called us he has given us the faith which is ours. And why has he done it? And again, Isaiah has the answer to that question 
He looks around where he is, and he's aware that many Israelites have forgotten their past. They have abandoned their God and chosen to worship the gods of Babylon. Israel's high view of justice and righteousness and truth has been shed like an old suit. Why was Isaiah and those like him able to remain faithful to their understanding of God? How did they undertake the bringing back of a lost population who had cast off and abandoned their heritage? Listen. Listen to the words of a prophet. Before I was born, the Lord appointed me. He made me his servant to bring back his people, to bring back the scattered tribes of Israel. But, but, that's only part of our task. Isaiah saw Babylon, the Israelite community, and he knew that the Babylonians' community had their own gods, and the challenge was to convert them to Judaism, to Israel's God. There are thousands and thousands in our communities who worship false gods or worship no God at all. And so there should resound in our ears, I will make you a light to the nations that the world may be saved. Let the Holy Spirit empower you to light up our world. And now, I hope you understand what your task and what my task is. In this community of Pitlochry and roundabout, you are alive. You have the opportunity to witness, to serve, to live in accordance with God's will as we know it and understand it through Jesus Christ our Lord. And there are hundreds who are no longer members of any church. Baptized they were, confirmed they were, married within the church they were, chose to have their children baptized. But where are they now? part of the world's culture, not now practicing believers, not governed by the love of God, but neither following a risen Lord. There is our task to seek by all the means at our disposal to bring the lost back into the fellowship of faith. But that's only part 
of our task. Isaiah saw beyond the Israelite community. He knew that the Babylonian community did have their own gods. And the challenge was to convert them to Israel's God. And there are thousands in our communities who do worship false gods or none at all. And so there should resound in your ears, and I repeat it, I will make you a light to the nations that the world may be saved and let the Holy Spirit empower you to light up our world. Not in our own strength, but in the strength of God's Holy Spirit. And so, as you go through life in this community, remember that there is work for you to do for God's sake. There are people to speak to and invite to return. There are people to speak to and to serve and say, why don't you come and be with us and understand what your life is about and the opportunities that you should have to do God's will in God's creation for people and for the creation itself. Always there is a sign of hope in this church in the middle of August, I hope to have the privilege to baptize a young lady aged 10 years. She's coming back to Pitlochry with her family, parents who would have grown up here, because she wants to come back to be baptized. And thank God her parents will bring her. And so, there is hope, for there is always someone somewhere being converted by an understanding of who God is, what God is about, and how he will empower us all if we ask, empower us with the Holy Spirit. Go out and work for Christ's sake. 